0: Hello, welcome to the show, the Bender Show, the three-night Bender Show, where we are talking everything about Orlando, focusing on sports. Of course, I am Hauser, and to my right over here, the one, the only, the boozy booze man, Boozos.
1: How you doing? Great. That was really loud. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm deaf in my ears right All now. All right. I'll tone it back
0: a little <laughs> bit. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Kind of stick to the same format we always do, starting off with UCF football, Got a few things to say about UCF basketball, UCF baseball, and softball. Uh, We got some Orlando magic news, and then we got some other cool little things here that we'll do on the show today. Um, But we're going to start out like we do, as always, talking about today's beer that we'll be doing, and I'll turn it over to the booze man to introduce the beer for us.
1: There's not really much of an introduction. (laughs) It's just called Holland Lager Beer, imported from Holland. And the only reason I have it is because our friend Adam and Elise, our couple friend Adam and Elise, brought it over and left it here. So I only have two bottles, and I figured we would indulge in them because I've never had them before. But it's called Holland 1839.
0: Okay. Not not that
1: impressive do, as do, far do you know where Holland is located?
0: Uh, it's it's not in America. I know that. No, it's definitely not in America. <laughs>
1: it's in the Netherlands. It's a region of the Netherlands, which they take pride in beer up there. Like anything that's Germany, Belgium, Holland, they love. I'm going to open this up with my busted... Freaking bottle cap opener! I have this lovely silver metal bottle cap that says my name on it. It Was engraved from 2018, and my wife like destroyed it trying to open a Halo 3 special edition bottle of Mountain Dew Game Fuel, which is probably like 15 years old right now. I don't know how old it is, but it's very old. This is Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Like it was a custom bottle that had like Master Chief on it from the Xbox game, and for some stupid reason, I kept these Mountain Dew bottles for over a decade for sure at least 10 years so why was
0: she trying to open them
1: i'm because we were gonna get rid of them like i checked on ebay they weren't worth crap i don't know why i've had them for as long as i have and i think she thought it would be smart to like dump them out first uh, and, so and then recycle yeah and so she like bent this thing in half trying to open the bottles like they're sealed shut like nuclear waste style there's probably some kind of crazy mutant creature living in those bottles
0: well i know your <sighs> wife is the uh the the cricket master. So I'm sure she could come up with something to at least uh, replace, replace that. Maybe Uh, (laughs) we'll see. She's very talented. She is very talented. All right. Well, let's do it. Here we go. UCF football. Uh, Not a whole lot of news from the last time we talked, but there was a big piece of news that came out today for all UCF football fans scheduling. Yes. Scheduling. And in fact, we've known about this for a while. Um, You know, me and you are both members of the, uh, the dungeon and yep. uh, Brandon Helwig, I think, is his name. Yeah, or, yeah, the man. Like, yeah. Like the, the UCF man. I've never met him. I know he's the man, but he runs a great website. And always, always has insider info. So it's a great thing to follow. Anyway, if you had been a member of the dungeon, you would have known that the Georgia Tech game was most likely going to be moved to Friday instead of Saturday. Mm-hmm. Prime um,
1: time. I mean... There's not a lot of games happening that day, so it's going to definitely put us in the forefront.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, as far as as exposure, that's great for UCF, and that's that's what we're aiming for, but a lot of fans are pissed off right now because they had planned on that being a Saturday game. Some of them had already reserved hotels Mm -hmm. and made flight plans, and... Um, You know, I I can understand their frustration with it, with a schedule coming out. And then weeks later, the the game gets moved. Yeah.
1: I mean, as a as a high school football coach, it's frustrating seeing games move to Friday because it screws me over every time because I usually have a football game that I'm coaching that day. I can't attend, but we've already made plans that we weren't going to be in the country at that point because we're going back to Oktoberfest. Yeah, hopefully Hauser's going to be joining us on that quest with his his future wife at that point. I would. Like um, to we're gonna it. have a great freaking time, but that's gonna be that weekend. But yeah, even if we didn't go to
0: Oktoberfest, I would have probably missed that game anyway well here's some things about the game obviously the fans are upset because it got moved it's on a friday it would be very hard to get to atlanta after a work day or Mm -hmm. you'd have to take off an extra work day that people weren't planning on doing um you know it's in atlanta which is an easy flight and probably a really cheap flight as well since they have a hub there um but the pros of it i think definitely outweigh the cons i think uh being in prime time is big time for ucf i think that's uh you know the the P6 marquee matchup that day UCF versus Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is supposed to be a lot better next year is what a lot of the experts are
1: saying. They're definitely I believe there's multiple lists that I read that they're ranked as one of the top 10 teams that should have a big turnaround. They have a lot of experience coming back. It's obviously year 2 of a of a brand new system. And I don't know if you watched the spring football last year but there was the videos of Georgia Tech starting to line up under the under center for the triple option. And then they motion to the shotgun, which had not been seen in, in in Atlanta and that team for probably fifteen years, yeah so uh, you know a, a big there should be a little bit of turnaround. I expect in a very weak conference for them to at least
0: get over five hundred and the other good thing is it's a night game, and night yeah. games are always better than I mean if it was on a Saturday, it would have been a noon game um, mm-hmm. it, it would have had to be because the other thing is is UCF faces ECU in Carolina the following week. On a Friday, I think. Yeah. We have back to back Friday games. And and they're both away. So that would have been a nightmare for UCF to try and get some practice in and prepare for ECU, which you have talked about before. ECU towards yeah. the end of last season was looking like the real deal. I I really do think that ECU will be I think they're going to
1: dethrone Memphis as being one of the top te- one of the top three teams in the American. I expect Cincinnati to be great. I think Memphis is going to take maybe one and a half steps back Mostly due to the loss of their coach And they have some kids that are going to be leaving But I expect to see ECU step up Because that quarterback I think is the real deal They have in my opinion One of the top three wide receivers in the nation In that number five kid I, th- I know his last name is with Junior But he was a man among men At like 6'3", 220 pounds as an 18 year old And just was ripping the ball from people I think it was against Cincinnati That I watched that kid like receive for over 200 yards So
0: Yeah they, that, they had a big game against Cincinnati. We were, we were all rooting for them because oh, yeah. that was uh, possibly going to give us a chance to get back in the conference championship. Cincinnati
1: but. pulled it but Again, that's a very young team. They have a young, run, young running back core, young receivers, young quarterback. They're only losing one offensive line starter. Like, that offense is going to be potent. They're, going, they're a threat. We need to watch out. Oh, that definitely. is not a team to sleep on.
0: And it's, and it's at their home, so that's going to be tough. Uh, you know, so it's a good thing that Scott moved to Friday to give them an extra day to prepare for that before going back on the road for a Friday game. So um, that's the news as far as scheduling. Um, you know, we've got the NFL Combine going on right now. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a little video today of Mr. Gabe Davis uh, cranking out the, uh, the bar. On uh, some bench press, so uh, I'm not sure how he did. I'm not sure if he got a lot or a little. I mean, it's obviously a lot more than I could do. Um, I mean, I don't don't even know how how much weight was on there. How many? It's always 225. Okay, 245 plates. So I could get that once, at least once.
1: (laughs) He did 14 bench bench press reps. All right, I have no idea if that's good for a wide receiver. Or Uh, I mean, you get the studly wide receivers, like I mean, uh, DK Metcalf, like the kid that was that came from Ole Miss last year. He was a a Seahawks wide receiver as a rookie and that's I think that kid did like over 20 but he's also built like a machine so I'd say you know for a wide receiver you're talking in the realm of you know between 13 and 17 is kind of where you want to be on average okay bench press is not a really good marker obviously for I try to tell our our football athletes all the time like when do you bench press on the football field right maybe you can say a wide receiver if you're trying to get off the press you know be having that upper body strength to get a cornerback off you is probably ideal but they're looking for speed they're looking for leg strength core strength um, agility, that's not going to come from, you know, benching the bar too much. So I don't think that's a, that's not a huge emphasis for wide receivers. So that's not indicative of what Gabe Davis is going to be. We, we're, we're all waiting to see what's his vertical jump going to be. Cause that's obviously going to tell you if he can go up and get the ball, what's his broad jump. That's going to be explosiveness. We're going to be looking for his, uh, three cone and shuttle, because that's going to tell you, you know, what kind of quickness he has to get off the line and beat a, and beat a, uh, a cornerback at the, at the line of scrimmage. And finally, what's going to be his, uh, his 40 time, which I don't expect to be big. I, I think it's probably going to be in the realm of like 4-5, four, 4-6. Four, really? Because he was never a burner. Yeah,
0: I thought he was slower than that. Uh, yeah, he could be. He, yeah. he's, a,
1: he's a possession receiver. He does a really good do- job stacking receivers, meaning is he's, he, he's really good at getting them lined up and then beating them to the outside. Um, and that comes from alignment. It comes from your initial move and in footwork to get the, you know, the corner to bite in and, and, and expect something to go one way and then you go the other. He does a good job setting up his routes, which is what he needs to do because he's a bigger receiver who's not as fast. So you kind of have to beat him a little bit with finesse. And I think he's excellent at that. So we'll see over the next couple of days how he performs.
0: All right. Well, we'll keep you posted with UCF at the Combine. Um, A couple other things that happened this week. They had some interviews with the co-offensive coordinators. Uh, First of all, Anthony Tucker, who is also the tailbacks coach. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he went on record saying that uh, he'd put his three running backs against anyone in the country. And, uh, you know, that's that's not far-fetched when you think about who we no. have back there this year. Oh, dear
1: God. I, I think we have the deepest running back. I, I mean, did that kid from Clemson leave? Um, Etienne, I think his last name is. I th- Oh, did he leave Clemson? Yeah. I was thinking, I <laughs> did think, we get I, a kid I think, from Clemson? <laughs> no, I think, I think he's staying. Is he? Because, I mean, Clemson had a pretty solid backfield, and that kid was special. Yeah. So, I mean, him staying, Clemson's got a great backfield. Alabama... Always has really good running backs. They just seem to turn them out. I mean, Ohio State's losing um, their their kid. I think his name was Dobbins. Um, right, right. So you know, I would I would put us at the very least, in my opinion, in the top five. Being completely unbiased, I mean, you look at Greg McRae, a thousand yard back. Montavious Thompson, I think, can be a fifteen hundred yard back if we give him the carries. But he's splitting the load. And then you have an excellent change of pace guy who proved he can be a great running back on his own without being like you know a wide receiver slash you know receive, uh I mean uh, out of the backfall backfield catcher in Otis Anderson right he, he's not just a utility player like he carried the ball for over two hundred yards against who was that was that Pitt or uh,
0: and, uh,
1: it was it was one of those just big breakout games where he had an he had he had an amazing had run a great three year. year yeah he yeah. did yeah and yeah. so he proved that he can be a, 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 a what do they call it? a, a Cowbell back. Like you can just give the ball twenty times plus a game and he'll just he'll carry the offense for you. So we have three of those guys. Yeah. And I really like the two incoming I mean, there were freshmen last year. They're gonna be sophomores, two local kids. Yeah. Uh I, Demarius I, Good is one of them yep. out of Lake Brantley. Yeah. That and, kid is I mean, I've it, heard great things about him. I haven't seen good. him, but he played a couple I think he played four snaps in one game and like seven or eight in another, and we were up by like fifty. And oh, really? I just remember seeing him, and I was like, "That number doesn't look familiar." And I looked yeah. him up, and he carried the ball well. Like, he, I think he averaged at least six yards of carry. I mean, granted, at that point in the game, you're against a third team defense, and you're already up, and you know they're just kind of quit on you. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that too much. But with that said, he's got a lot of upside. We have yeah. great, and we have great recruits at running back. We got that one kid coming out of Lake. I think. He came out of Wake Wales.
0: Yes, I don't know his name. I don't remember, but he. I think he was very underrated. He was, and uh, I think I'm pretty sure he ran for like almost two thousand yards. And he's he's short, but he's a stocky kid, man. I mean, I mean, if you
1: know, you used to be at a pop guy. You know what those short running backs? Could oh yeah, do. oh yeah. What was that kid's name? Uh,
0: uh, Jarvis Blocker. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah.
1: He was. He's what like five four. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing. Great think, wrestler too. By the if way, if you think, <laughs> yeah, didn't. If you think about it, who the heck wants to tackle a running back that's under five nine? Right. I'm six four. If I, I'm the average size of like a linebacker, right now. If I'm a linebacker and I'm having to catch a kid who's at my freaking belly button, yeah. he's gonna hit me in the pecker before I can even get my <laughs> get down to wrap him up. Like I'm I'm going backwards. That
0: kid's gonna truck me. That is a first on Three Night Bender. The the use of the term pecker, yeah. has has made its appearance on the show now. It so. just took
1: thir- it just took fourteen episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, but no short running backs are difficult as hell, and you lose them behind the offensive line when you got six six kids blocking for you, and that kid's a foot shorter you can't find
0: them right so well um you know the other co-offensive coordinator uh golish who is our our new guy out of uh iowa state iowa state um he actually said that the reason he wanted to come more than anything was to study hypo system Mm -hmm. so i mean that's really cool that we have a uh you know a a big time coach coming here because they want to see what hypo's doing and learn what he's doing and Mm -hmm. and get better at it so I mean, that kind of reinforces the idea that Hypel's that a great coach, and we're very lucky to have him.
1: I, I, I 100% agree. I think that a lot of the flack he was getting was, I don't want to say unwarranted, because there were some decisions that cost us games like against Cincinnati or against Pitt, and you live with them, but that's what you get from a second-year coach. Like You're going to make mistakes. We weren't going to go undefeated forever. People are retarded if you think so. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah, he, We were going to lose a game, and I'd rather pull, rip off the Band-Aid quick when you got a freshman quarterback. It would have been a lot worse if... You know, if we had won 76 games straight and we get Dylan and we get, have Dylan Gabriel as a, as a senior and we lose our first game at that point, like, I'd rather do it when he's a freshman and let's go undefeated next year because I think we could. If you look at the schedule, we have, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's tough, man. North Carolina scares the hell out of me. Well, it's
0: a we don't usually start off with a tough game. Yeah. But some people are like, do. oh, yeah, they
1: were seven and six. They're not tough. Have you seen
0: their quarterback? Right.
1: Because, holy crap, that kid is going to be a number one overall pick.
0: And they're one of the top teams in the ACC next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I
1: think they'll be top three in the ACC behind yeah. Clemson. And I, my, un, my underrated team, I think, is going to be Virginia. Watch oh. Virginia. Oh, yeah? They, I, they I mean, have their quarterback back? The... I believe so. Okay. But they, they're not losing a lot of talent. And they had... I mean, Florida obviously smacked them around in the, was it the Orange Bowl?
0: Yeah. But that team could be special. So, watch out. I'm just saying. All right, well, we will get a chance to watch UCF. We've got spring practice starting tomorrow. We won't be able to watch that, but they'll be preparing for says who. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna try to I mean, they usually let like high school coaches go. So yeah. I mean I can just say you're with Lake Howell
0: and hey, you can come with me. Maybe they'll give us like a media pass we can get in there.
1: I mean I, I told <laughs> I, you I, I, know I know you're working I've on it. I've been inquiring <laughs> about that. Like at what point are we allowed to say that we're media and we can start going to crap?
0: But that'd be fun as heck. <laughs> we'll see. Um, So anyway, spring practice. So the the actual spring game is going to be April 4th at 2.30. There's a schedule that day as far as some other events that are going on, including Mm -hmm. the garage sale. What's the schedule on that? So the
1: garage sale is going to occur the morning of... A yard sale, I'm sorry. Sorry, Um,
0: yeah, I wrote garage sale here.
1: So if you don't know what the yard sale is, basically they're going to be getting rid of equipment that they've accrued from practice and games and stuff that they don't need anymore. It's not usually the most up-to-date stuff, but... You know They're going to be getting rid of cleats, shorts, game pants, hoodies, stuff like that, and you get them at a hugely discounted price. Finn, sorry, my dog wants to go to the bathroom, Um, T-shirt, stuff like that. Uh, At 8 o'clock, the UCF shareholders get access to the – and it's going to be in the outdoor field house. Um, So uh, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, shareholders get to go. From 9 to 10, it will be UCF season ticket holders. If you want to go get in line early, I went, I think, two years ago, And I got there about an hour after it had started, and yeah, I was in line for like another hour after that. It was really hard to get, and by that point, I didn't get anything. I saw the line. And there's people, I'm not going to name names, Sean, (laughs) UCF problems. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about you, who wants to purchase, you know, multiple helmets and stuff like that. But they sold out of stuff like the helmets immediately. Um, I got my hands on a couple of jerseys. I actually found a Fiesta Bowl jersey that was amongst the stuff. Wow. Yeah, it was like number like 68 or something like that, um, but w- that was up for away. sale. Mm-hmm. I bought a pair of cleats, really nice pair of cleats. I like them. I'm going to get them signed at some point, but um, they had some uh, really cool basketball shoes that they were selling there. They had basketball jerseys, basketball shorts, so a lot of really good stuff, but I definitely recommend get there early, get in line early. I would get there when the shareholders are going there, so that way as soon as that line gets put in, you're right at the front, you're waiting for it. And then you can make your mark, hopefully get yourself on a nice helmet they, you don't expect like, the space. helmet to be there. There's um, no space. Gear. No, There'll it's going to no... be like, it's going to be the, the basic designs that we have. You'll see some anthracite, you'll see some white, you'll see some black. Um, I do remember some people bought like the silver ones that had the United States flag on it mm-hmm. a couple years ago. So that was available. So it's going to be stuff like that, but you're not going to be getting your hands
0: on anything like crazy. It's, they're going to have probably 50 helmets available and they're going to go fast. Right. And, and again, to reiterate, they did make a mention there will be no space gear on sale there. So Correct. if you're thinking you're going to show up and get a jersey or a helmet or even a pair of Citronaut pants, it's not going to happen. So. No, unfortunately not. Um, so let's go ahead and switch gears and move to another sport here. UCF basketball, which uh, we are season ticket holders. And we've we followed pretty closely this year, although it has been rough, is now uh, 14 and 13. Holy doctor, Dr. Heckle and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, like...
1: Is it Dr. Is it Jekyll Jekyll, Jekyll? Jekyll and Hyde? Heckle? I like Heckle. heckle Jekyll? That. That's the Spanish version. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Dr. Heckle? 14 and 13, as you just said. Like every time we beat someone great, we drop one that makes you scratch your head. Like we beat Cincinnati. Only the third. In Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. We were only the second team to beat Cincinnati at home in the last four years.
0: That is insane. It was a
1: triple overtime. I know. it was a phenomenal game. Like we were watching, we were rooting, we were rooting so hard. It was a it was a well coached and well played game by our team. But that must have just exhausted them because then we dropped to one of the worst teams in the conference, Tulane, and then we get our we get smacked by freaking UConn, UConn the other day, which was a close game through halftime, and then they just pull away.
0: That might be the last time we play them for a while, right? Uh, they, yeah, I
1: don't think we play them for the rest of the year. We've got SMU. We've got. Uh, Tulsa, who's top three in the conference, and I don't remember who we end with, uh, ECU. So ECU is probably, of those next three, the most reasonable one that will win because SMU is top four in the conference. It's, like, it's not going to be an easy way to close at the season. We, we have two home games, so you hope you split those and maybe we get lucky against Tulsa at Tulsa. We can avenge the football loss over there.
0: I think I think we beat SMU and lose to ECU because that's kind of our mo lately. It really it has been our
1: mo, but you know, again, young team. I think we're graduating three or four seniors. You got Matt Milan, um, you've got uh, Burtz.
0: and uh, Daison Ingram. Daison
1: Ingram, and then is that it? Are those are three? Are there, I thought there was maybe another one. I don't know, but you know, you got a lot of good. You got good, good freshmen. I think Johnson Jr. is starting to really show that he's the point guard of the future for sure. I think oh, yeah. green's up greens by far our best scorer. Unfortunately, fuller, you know, we wished him well on social media. He hurt his hip and he's out for the rest of the year. Um, we get, uh, Oh God. Who's the, the forward slash center that's coming back.
0: Colin Smith. Yeah.
1: Colin Smith comes back for his senior year. Diggs comes back for another year. Let's um, hope
0: this stuff happens. I mean, you saw last I don't, year.
1: Colin Smith is not leaving for the NBA, like you know. No,
0: no, no not the NBA. But you've seen this. Uh, what is it? One time transfer rule. Is that going to be in effect for next year? Uh, I don't think it. so. I mean, there's a lot of.
1: I mean, or he, he could be a
0: grad transfer. I mean, he could.
1: I mean, if he graduates, but I think you look at what what you got coming back, and you feel pretty confident that you're going to be able to score some points. Uh, Mahan, Mahan comes back too, the transfer from South Carolina, um, who has looked pretty great in some spots. He's a good. He's a good three point shooter. Uh, and is good with the ball in his hands. So, oh, I'm sorry. The other one is, um, oh God, he's from he's from New Jersey. He's one of the one DeJesus. He he's, he's a senior. Oh really?
0: Yeah. Which okay. I'm
1: not gonna. I mean, I'm, I'm never gonna bash a player at, at, I don't, at especially any of our athletes. But he's he's been kind of in the last few games. He's committed some timely turnovers. I'm not saying that he was a reason we lost anybody, but you know he did not have a well timed turnover against uh Tulane at the end of that game that gave him back the ball and he had that one inbound play not that long ago where he held it for five seconds and it turned over. So like, you know, little things like that.
0: You don't expect that from a senior. I'm glad that I missed the Tulane game because all I kept seeing was reports that we were ahead. Yeah, we were. And then something happened in the last 10 seconds where we, we were like 1. up by seven. And then we, no, one point,
1: yeah, it's, we, were, we were up by seven with like 15 seconds left. Okay. And then it was uh, a turnover on an inbounds. We throw the ball in and it gets stolen. Um, and it just was like, crap after crap it just like little things kept building up and then finally we fouled they got two shots I think they actually we fouled on a three-point play so they got three shots took the lead and yeah not we could we couldn't come back it was it was definitely disappointing there's a lot of people that are angry about it but again they're just kids most of them are underclassmen so you grow from those kind of things and I think I think we got a really good coach in Dawkins he's recruited some really good players to come to our basketball team so there's a lot of room for growing for sure
0: well, hopefully we can find a way to finish 500 or better. Um, you know, let's talk about a sport that's doing really well right now. UCF baseball. Holy cow. Is uh, what are they? Eight and one now? I believe so. Yeah,
1: they just I think they just won yesterday. Six to zero. And open to open another a four game series.
0: And they, and they won big. They, the They're, big one. The biggest that, one was a series in Auburn. And so I don't watch a lot of baseball, but apparently when teams play each other, sometimes they'll play three times back to back to back. That's baseball. And it this, happens. this is what happened with UCF in number five ranked Auburn. Yeah. Auburn is traditionally a very
1: good baseball team. I mean, to be honest, the SEC is a great baseball conference. UF is a great baseball team. Vanderbilt is number one in the nation right now. Um, Auburn is generally really good Mississippi State has a really good team like, There's a lot of really good uh, baseball teams in the SEC South Carolina I think won the World Series
0: Not that long ago Well we swept Auburn at Auburn Which seems like an impossible task I mean as far as If you're looking at those teams on paper But uh, we came in, we showed what we were all about And uh, we're getting some rankings Love now, it's not, not yeah. great But we're in and, some and rankings And just to
1: talk about that, about that sweep We didn't just sweep them, we smacked them yeah. Baseball goes in, we, we drop a game to, to Stetson, which is traditionally a great program. One of my favorite baseball players, um, DeGrom for the Mets, pitcher, came from Stetson. And so we lose five to six of them going into the number five team in the nation. And we lose to Stetson at home, nonetheless. You go on the road against a top five team in baseball and you sweep them and we win three to one, seven to three, and 12 to two. So you outscore that team 22 to six. Wow. That's big time there. That's huge time. Again, so again, again the, a top five team in the nation, and a lot of people, were, oh, they just—it's early season. Who cares? I mean, that's a big deal, especially at Auburn. Auburn hadn't lost a series like that to a non-conference opponent in like ten years. Wow! So some great things from baseball. Well, and now currently we're in a series with a with a team called CSUN. I'm not sure who they are, but it's a four-team, it's a four-team series. We have uh, all four here at home. I four believe four-game series or four-game four, series. Okay, four-game series. Um, so it's we we just won the, the first one six to nothing, and I actually th- that's the team that I told you they're ranked number, I think it was like number
0: twelve or something like that in the art in the baseball RPI. Yeah, you gotta figure out these rankings for me because I, you're telling me that baseball is ranked in multiple rankings. They're 19 in one, they're 21 in another, 17 yeah. in another one. And then the one that sounds the most official to me, we're completely unranked. in. You're like
1: number 70.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So
1: it's weird. I I don't
0: understand the baseball ranking
1: system. It's not much different than football. You have multiple different places like the big boys of baseball ranking are D1Baseball.com, Baseball America, uh, the USA Today coaches poll, which we're not even ranked in the coaches poll. That's the one that I would. That's the one that sounds the most legit to me just because I don't follow baseball. But you know, coaches hate us. So (laughs) there's that. Um, But yeah, we're ranked. I think we're ranked number 19 and number 17 in two different polls. So we're moving our way up. As long as we keep winning, we're just going to keep moving forward in that regard. And we have a couple pretty big games coming up if you follow UCF baseball. Um, We're we're going to be playing uh, after this four-game series. We got um, JU, which is not a horrible baseball team. I mean, it should be a win for us, but they're an interstate rival. We we play them every year, Jacksonville University. That's what I thought We got Butler. Um, But the big ones that are going to come up in the very near future are going to be against Miami, who at one point was ranked number one in the nation. We have a one-game... We have, I think we play them twice, but we play them at home on March 11th, and then we play Yale for a a couple games, and then we have FSU for two games, who's also a top-25 team. So we've got two really good baseball programs that we play generally every year. We're not playing UF this year because I'm sure they're just terrified of us because we've beaten them in baseball recently fairly often, and they're usually one of the top-10 teams in the nation. For some reason, we've had their Achilles heel. So...
0: Well, good things coming out for baseball. Also, the girls' counterpart to that, uh, UCF softball, is kicking butt. They are. they uh, I believe, they're thirteen and two, and they just beat some ranked teams. I think right? they
1: did. They they won. Uh, they won a, a ranked series. I believe also against Auburn. Okay. I believe. Am T- I wrong?
0: Tennessee was one of them. I. Oh, Ten- well,
1: maybe it was Tennessee. Okay. Maybe it was. But I, I, they did. I think they won two series against ranked opponents. They've only lost two games, um, and now they're ranked number twenty-one. And number 19 respectively in two different uh, softball polls So
0: both those teams are doing phenomenal Well, I obviously don't follow softball But if we continue this kind of trend Maybe I need to get into it and learn some of the players' names And uh, this could be a, f- a fun little ride for UCF in the spring season oh, Absolutely, I mean, that's, that's what you look forward I mean, b- basketball is going
1: to end here in a couple of weeks So the only thing we really have is baseball In terms of major sports, I mean yeah, Unfortunately, we don't have a wrestling team That's <laughs> Division 1 that we can root for
0: Keep working on that um, let's talk Orlando Magic. Mm. So this is our other chance at being good at basketball in the city. Um, Orlando Magic has been good this year, but not great. Um, coming out of the All-Star game, mm-hmm. they were sitting about where they were last year when they made the playoffs. Correct. So, we're not that far off where we were last year. And last year we made a really big run after the playoffs where I think we went something like, I don't know, 20-7 and seven or t- some kind of – mix like that. We had
1: a really good explosion after the All-Star break. Um, We're currently sitting still at the number eight seed. We are 26 and 32, which again, I don't think is far off from what we were last year. And we're two and one right now since the All-Star break. We just beat Atlanta by 10. Um, And we... Thankfully, we beat the Nets the other day, which is also great because they're the number seven seed. So we're trying to close the gap with them because we do not want to see the Bucks in the first round, That's not going to end well for us. Who's
0: number two right now? Do you have that in front of you? Uh,
1: I can pull is that up. Is it Miami? It's not Miami anymore. It's I believe it's Toronto. All right. We need Miami to get back on top. We need to finish seventh. Miami is half. number four. Okay, so we got the Bucks, the Raptors, Celtics number three, which if you've been paying attention to the NBA, Jason Tatum, one of their forwards, has been amazing over the last 10 games he's averaging like 33 points this guy is a freaking stud and he's he's taken boston up the rankings pretty quick the heat have dropped down a little bit um they're three and seven in their last 10 games got the 76ers uh who are five and five pacers the nets and then us so we're still five games ahead of the number nine team so i don't think that the wizards are a threat unless we get some pretty devastating injuries and we just drop off so we should make the playoffs at this rate but I'm sorry, like, the Bucks are still single digits in losses. They're 50-8. and eight. If we get them the first round, it's going to be a massacre. So we need to try to avoid them and pray to God that somebody else takes that heat and maybe wears them down. And I love me the Greek freak because I'm Greek and I love that man, but I don't want to play
0: him at all. Uh, I did watch some of the Atlanta game the other day. You know who had a big game? And it was yesterday, actually. Um, Aaron Gordon. He's been great since the all, since, he, he, since that snub. Yeah, he's pissed. Thanks a lot, Dwayne Wade. We appreciate the snub there because mm-hmm. he's been on point. He did have a uh, a breakaway dunk, like he stole the ball and went to the other end. Did a a nice three sixty jam, which uh, might have got a, a higher ranking than that that taco dunk, but. Uh, you know, he, he, <laughs> Aaron Aaron Gordon looked really good the other night, and I I hope he continues to do that because we'll be where we need to be. If that I think we, I think
1: he should. I mean, he had he was twenty five and ten. I mean, that's a great stat line. I think he's averaging eighteen points the last three games, which is I think four points higher than he was up to that point. So definitely, you can see he's a little mad and good play angry man. Play angry. Get us get us get us up in the rankings.
0: I got one more thing here, sports-related, from the Central Florida area. I didn't tell you I was going to bring this up, but I'd like to know your opinion on it. Okay. The uh, Seminole baseball coach was... Oh, this situation. ...recently fired Mm -hmm. uh, from being the coach after they won the state championship and someone filmed the celebration on the bus, and the coach was uh, very excited with the win and was throwing around the F-word quite a bit. Um, I don't think he was necessarily fired because he was using the the F-word, but he did... Uh, make a reference to one of his uh, players who was suffering from diabetes. And he said, you know, this kid has FN diabetes and look what he did. He went out and and won it. And I don't think the kid took any offense to that. I think everyone on the team probably knew that, Mm -hmm. but they fired him for a HIPAA violation. Correct. Yes. So how, give me some thoughts on that. What do you, what do you think and what, what should happen? What did happen? And I think what should have, I mean, as a high school coach
1: you're a high school coach hold on my wife is tapping my shoulder he was reinstated oh i know we know about we're about to talk about oh. that thank you babe <laughs> trying to give us information like she's like the a sneaky reporter the third night making the her third way third night making here. her way no uh, so um so the story was exactly what you said he gets fired which well, yeah, if you didn't hear as my wife was just saying he was reinstated got his job back after humongous backlash from the community he had i i went through the facebook uh, cuz i think wesh 2 was posting about it And there was hundreds of comments from former players, parents of former players that were just singing his praises. And I'm a high school coach. You've been a high school coach as long, if not longer than I've ever been. And so you can both attest, like, especially for football, you're going to say things sometimes. Oh, yeah. No one ever. I, I have not met any coach. I don't think except for maybe Jeff Duke, who is a very godly man and an awesome guy. But even him, I can imagine, slipped up and said, damn, at least once.
0: Um, I've worked for some very godly men, and that, that uh, doesn't stop them has, from... Has, did, was from, Darlington? <laughs> I'm not gonna say names, but <laughs> I've, I've seen those words flown around quite a bit. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> it, it happens no matter how hard you try. It's just part of the emotion. You never do it, you never say it to a kid. You, it's usually used in you know a, a non-derogatory malice attempt. It's not meant to be that way. You're just, it's, it's usually excited, just to get your point across. There's been a couple times where I've gone into a tent and people in the stands probably heard, and I've lost my cool because our quarterback was sacked two of the last three plays, and I'm pissed. And i got to let those guys know that was unacceptable. And I don't, I've never had a player come to me and say, I'm offended that you said that to me. So should he have ever been fired for that? No. A HIPAA violation I can understand, though, because it is you know, something that nurses and doctors can lose their licenses over. So that is understanding, but it was, it was not meant in a way that was... You know, he wasn't a doctor releasing a medical file. He was talking about a kid and talking about the adversity that he overcame to help them win a state title. So, you know, that's it's a tough situation. Should I don't think he should ever been fired, especially in, you know, he would have gotten a job immediately somewhere else. That's for sure. He just won a state championship. And those kids loved him enough that they stuck their nets out, too, to be like, no, this is our coach. We
0: need him back. So, well, I I think what. Him getting reinstated is a good thing. I it didn't. Act, I didn't actually know that. I, I thought oh, it was really? still up in the air. I thought it was. I knew there was a bunch of petitions. I knew there was a mm-hmm. lot of stuff about it. That's good news that he got. Uh, got I'm, put I'm back pretty
1: through. sure what I read was the parents of the kid that was involved in that situation came out and they're like they and, they were not in favor of him being fired. And that's what I thought was going to happen. What what the most outrage should be is from whatever athlete or I don't know if it was an athlete or a coach or who it was recorded that and posted it to the internet. There are some things as an athlete and a coach that is between you and your and your teammates, and it's that inner circle of your sport. And there's certain things that don't need to be said to the public. And not saying that it's because it's negative malice stuff; it's because it's between you and your family and your sports family, right. as you know.
0: Well, I bet the kid who posted it was probably just excited, like, "Hey, man, look at us yeah, celebrating I mean, on the bus!" And it probably was not sent to mainstream anybody. It was probably just. Yeah, some friends and it got out and
1: and anybody who is outraged from that are people that have never been part of a team sport and just don't understand that dynamic You just don't it's it's you'll never understand unless you're in it So that's why you kind of I mean in, in a society that's very politically correct and deals with a lot of this BS of Outrage for no reason just that fake outrage That's why you can't post stuff like that because someone's going to misconstrue
0: one line of one thing that said that wasn't meant to be that way and then this is what happens so well, the last thing I have for today, unless you have something else, is uh, we did do a tweet the other day that just mentioned... But that was you, though, because I know I didn't do that. Hey, it's a, like, if, it, if it comes out from Three Night Bender, it's us. It's one of us, and we both have you, to own it. So You were the creative one. All, all right. right I'll all keep right. that in mind. Okay. okay. So you, classic restaurants in the Orlando area, we're talking about, you know, have been around since the 50s and 60s and are still thriving. And we just wanted to hear some of the best. I think I, the ones I mentioned... Um, Cappy's was... Cappy's was the one I went to where I just started thinking, you know, there's a lot of these old, old restaurants Mm -hmm. that are awesome that, you know, maybe people don't even know about. But Cappy's was one of them. You Uh, want me to go through the list? Yeah, go ahead. Beefy King. Beefy King, absolutely, man. Hot Dog Heaven. Yes, sir. Linda's La Cantina. I have not eaten there, but I mentioned it because I've heard... From so many I other can't, people not I can't give you a there. look because I haven't eaten at Beefy King. Yeah. <laughs> which I got
1: so much crap from that from our buddy Steven who was like offended that I hadn't eaten at Beefy King. And we went to go eat there and they were closed. Yeah. Because I think it was on a Sunday.
0: They, they do have weird hours. They close early. So yeah. You got to get there. They weren't there open the there. Day. But yeah.
1: And then Gabriel Subs, you said Cappy's, and Lee and Rick's Oyster Bar.
0: Yes. Have and you I, eaten there? I've eaten there, but it's been a long, long time. So we've gone through,
1: we posted, you know, it's not a viral post. We're not, we're not big time like that yet, but we got a lot of extra cool stuff that came in. So that's what I really wanted. I wanted to hear what other people had to say so I can go try some of these other places. So just going through some of the ones, I mean, obviously some of them haven't been around for forever, but are more Orlando staples at this point. Um, Yellow Dog Eats was posted by our buddy, Steven. Uh, See, I
0: don't think that one's very old though. It's not old. No, I'm not saying
1: that they're old, but they're, they're a really good Orlando institution. They've got two really good locations. They're they're, they're good barbecue. Um, I would put out Fort Rivers. I, mean, I don't know how old Four Rivers is. Not but
0: old at all. But no? these are good. These are good Orlando restaurants. Yeah. yeah but, but they've actually kind
1: of escaped Orlando. I think. I think Four Rivers is in Jacksonville now too. Yeah. And it started in Winter
0: with, Park, and it only opened, you know, less than ten years ago. Was it less than ten years ago? I'm pretty I, sure. I thought it was more than that. Uh, I, I mean, I thought they were in Winter
1: Park for a very long time. It's right around. Um, that. You got uh, Hollerbach. Which is in downtown Sanford? They've yes. been around for a little while. Yes, they I are love cool. Hollerbach. That's one of my favorite <laughs> restaurants in the. Plan. I'm obviously I want to go to Oktoberfest every year until I die. So Hollerbach is amazing. Dang. Um, what else going through? We got some other places. Uh, Deli Fresh Threads is apparently like a little blog that you know people are like going to this page. Someone tagged them in it, and they said that you keep to, keep up to date to their events. Black Bean Deli. Never heard of them.
0: I've been there, but that's not an old. It's an Orlando place, but it's not an old. Oh, okay, place. Junior Colombian Burger. I, I haven't been there. That could, I've been there. It's good. Is it old? I mean, it's like a does I it look old? old. It, I have to look it up. It and looks see.
1: okay. So it look it reminds me of like a '90s restaurant you'd find like in a mall. Like when you walk in, like there's a lot of orange and like a lot of bright colors. It is called Junior Colombian Burger, and I know that the Colombians use bright colors in their flag and stuff, so it could be because of that. But uh, good. I mean, it's good. It's been around for at least ten years. I'll look into that one. Okay, so you got Junior. So we got pom um, poms. And that one's not old, but it's very, very good. Okay, we got that. We got a uh, Chico subs. You ever heard of them? Heard that, but I haven't had it. Uh, Taste of Chen- Chengdu. Never heard of them. Someone said Supasayan. I'm pretty sure they opened up like six months ago. So, <laughs> but I've heard very good things. Just to put that up, put that out there. Greg's Wings. Never heard of them. Have you? I heard that, but I haven't had it. So, our, my buddy Jordan posted Cholo Dogs. Is that a real thing? Yeah, cholo dogs is real. You, know, you haven't heard of cholo dogs? Ah. It's it's right now. It's just like a little cart, and it's it's he's doing a good job marketing it. But it's uh, it's Mexican hot dogs. Like they take traditional Mexican dishes and they throw it on a hot dog. Um, you know, when they're cooking the hot dogs, they're wearing the uh, uh, what do you call it? the luchador masks? Mask. The luchador masks yeah. and. Um, he's, he's, he's very passionate about cholo dogs. Uh, we married is cholo to the, a
0: racist term. I mean, is that, is that an okay term to throw? I mean, it's, it's, it's on his, it's literally the name of his restaurant. Well, I guess so it's fine. I don't know. I would hope it's fine. <laughs> uh, so
1: if not, then sorry, Jordan. <laughs> but anyway, um, those are some good locations. Um, so what we were talking about that, that I said I wanted to do, we were talking about this when we were driving around the other day is I want to do two different kind of things. A, and I don't care if it's a knockoff of El Presidente um, from Barstool who does his pizza reviews, but I have always dreamed of doing that. So you've convinced me that I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm just going to do my own pizza stuff. Yeah, Cause yeah. I love pizza. Well, I love pizza.
0: Don't, I'm a, don't I'm tell anybody snob. about it yet. Just do it. I'm just going to do it. And then people will be into
1: it. And it'll be on YouTube, on Twitter and shit. And then, um, we were talking about going to all these restaurants and trying them and do our own restaurant. We'd be like, we talked about, um, couple different places in our uh, men about town. Yeah. So I think we're going to actually have to take ourselves about town and go to these restaurants for like lunches and dinners and try it out. I'm, I'm not into dogging any
0: restaurant. I think they are probably all great in their own right. Oh, of course. Um, and the fact that they've been around for so long, somebody has to really like them for them to be around. So I mean, the fact
1: that I'm pretty sure Linda's is the oldest restaurant in Orlando. Okay. Before, I don't remember, I think it was called something else before Linda's. I'm pretty sure it was like a combined restaurant, and what happened was... It the, looks like a bank. It does. <laughs> the actual building. Yeah. <laughs> it's been there. It's been at that location for forever. I'm pretty sure a couple owned it, and it split in the divorce, and I think it stayed with Linda, and that's why it's called Linda's La Cantina, but I'm pretty sure it was the very first restaurant opened in Orlando, But wait, I'm, and before the 50s. i like talking like going into the 40s and okay. stuff. So. It's got some really good history to it. Well, I definitely want
0: to try that place out. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, that's all I have today. I, I mentioned XFL here. I haven't watched it yet. You some, haven't? some people are getting into it. I watched all the opening weekend
1: games. Now we're going into weekend number four. And I'll be honest, I didn't watch the last two. Um, it's been hard. Is to, it exciting with the new rules? I mean, is it? Something... There's definitely some cool stuff. I mean, one of the features that's really interesting is when you're watching the games, they will call the plays. And like you can hear the coach calling the plays and talking on the headset like live. So that gives it kind of an interesting feature that you know you're seeing that and
0: are they using code names? Or are they no? They're calling the legitimate down plays. no. The the... They're
1: calling the, the legitimate plays that like are like
0: sweep right. You know, like so no, 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 so no. Can...
1: They're calling like the you know the 17 digit like yeah, you know, yeah.
0: So like the the layman has no idea what they're talking no, about. No, people are probably okay. just staring there drooling like oh, what does that mean? But it's <laughs> kind of
1: cool because like it just brings you more involved in the game where you get to see that kind of stuff and um, the kickoff is pretty interesting where they kick the ball and the two lines are separated by only 10 yards at like the, I believe they're the the receiving team lines up at the 20 yard line the kicking team lines up on the 30 yard line the kicker kicks it and as soon as the returner catches the ball then they can go block each other and go for the ball so it does make it kind of exciting um it does take a huge amount of way of the uh, of the injury potential cuz now you don't have men on kickoff sprinting 40 yards like a freaking torpedo and destroying people which it's part of football. I love that part of football. I mean, it's a violent sport, but I, I think it's going to definitely
0: extend the longevity of some people on special teams for sure. Yeah, you um, think that the NFL may pick up something like that in the I future? I think so, too. The kickoff now is pretty boring. It I is. Mean, it's and almost there was a couple
1: like, kickoffs that like broke. There was one big one that went for like 99 yards. It was, it, you, And you could see it just the way they blocked. He kind of come into a scrum and poof, he just popped out and he took it off. Yeah. Um, it was a team with the silver jersey i don't know who they are i mean <laughs> I, don't, I still don't know the teams the yet. silver snakes I don't see, yes or blue blueberry they were blue fighting the, they were going against the blue barracudas so
0: all right well i'll have to give it a watch but um you it's know, definitely
1: that, worth it like you know cardell jones he used to be an nfl quarterback i believe he was playing for the bills for a little while um played, formerly at ohio state won a national championship I, with them i remember who he is um he's on one of the teams i think he's on birmingham uh, but he's had a pretty decent start so far to his career, and people are wondering if you know he's going to get a shot at the NFL because of this. Just like that one kid who played for the Apollos, our quarterback, Garrett Gilbert. He got his opportunity at the NFL. He's backing up in the Cleveland Browns because he performed so well. So you know, a lot of people are very intrigued to see how that's going to translate to the
0: connection to the NFL. All right. Well, it has yet to be seen, but the XFL is in full swing. So mm-hmm. if you're jonesing for football, More football. Yeah. it gives you, give you a little fix for sure. Well, that is all I have. I think that's all you have here for Three Night Bender that's today. And
1: I'm going to give our shout-outs. Yeah,
0: i definitely give our shout-outs.
1: So, shout-out to my wife, Caitlin, for giving us some feedback and being very, very talented. But <laughs> she doesn't have a Twitter. Well, she does, but nobody follows her because she doesn't use her Twitter. So, um, But, yeah, make sure you give us a look up. Uh, you know, obviously, our Twitter account is Three Night Bender. The number three. You can find me at, at CoachBoozoss. You can find Todd over here at, at Tube. Um, You can see us on Facebook at Three Night Bender, Instagram, see how you know what we do behind the scenes and stuff, get some updates, and we'll hopefully have some uh, cool news and information about some uh, merch stuff we'll be having dropping in the next month or so. So give a
0: listen, give a like, give a follow. Thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you again on the next show.